Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about pilot UFO reports over Canada. That's correct, pilot UFO reports over Canada, specifically in the last year. Now, this article comes to us from ctvnews.ca. The title is, From Unidentified Objects to a Strange Light, What Pilots Reported Over Canada in 2022. It's by Daniel Otis. Now, I'm not going to go through the entire article, but there's some good points in here. It begins by saying, From Unidentified Objects to a Strange Light, Canadian Aviation Officials received at least 16 unusual reports in 2022, including 11 from pilots flying for Air Canada, WestJet, Virgin Atlantic, United, and more. Now, you know, when you take a UFO report from a pilot, you have to consider that guy or that gal as an expert witness. This is someone that we're entrusting uh, the lives of hundreds of people with, and they're up in these planes all the time. Many of them have thousands of hours of experience. So when they tell us they see something out of the ordinary, uh, they deserve our attention. It begins by saying, while they rarely feature more than a line or two of detail, the reports describe incidents from coast to coast, as well as from one near New York City's LaGuardia Airport, when in September 17th, Air Canada flight from Toronto reported passing an unidentified object approximately 10 feet from the captain's window while making a left-hand bank at 1,300 feet and about an hour before sunset. Now, these are typical of these reports. They're very sketchy on detail, and I think a lot of that's just because these pilots are afraid to actually put down on paper what they see. So what we're left with is a very opaque description. And, and so then, of course, the debunkers step in and say, well, it's a weather balloon, it's a drone, uh, whatnot. The fact is, if there were that many drones flying that close to these airplanes, we would have had some major collisions by now. Now let's go on here. It says the reports appear in an online aviation incident database maintained by the Transport Canada, the federal government's transportation department. The public database documents everything from bird strikes to unruly passengers and also includes nearly three decades of strange sightings from police officers, soldiers, air traffic controllers, pilots, and medical military cargo and passenger flights operated by WestJet, Air Canada Express, Porter Airlines, Delta, and more. What I notice there is they're taking these really good, high-quality UFO reports, and they're just like needles in a haystack. They're tossing them into this haystack of data, some of which it may be good and some of which may not be so good. Transport Canada cautions such reports contain preliminary, unconfirmed data, which can be subject to change. Now, this is another thing. These pilots are reliable witnesses. They're putting down on pen and paper what they saw. They're recording it. It's posted what can change? I mean, simply, we have the report. That's what we have. Donald Spike Cavalinch is a recently retired Canada Transport Canada surveillance pilot who also spent more than two decades flying for the Royal Canadian Air Force. He says, I wouldn't write off any of those as insignificant. Cavalinch said of the aviation incidents identified for this story. These reports must be taken seriously, and the fact that we have no real follow-up on any of these incidents speaks volumes to the inadequacy of our airspace security. So there you have a pilot of 20 years telling you, listen, 
need to pay attention to these reports and the fact that they aren't being followed up on tells you that our airspace is not secure. Well, they could be followed up on, but maybe we're just not being told about it. That's the thing. Now it goes on here, it says they call these things vital intelligence sightings. It's just another way to relabel UFO sightings, muddy the water, add confusion, control the narrative, is what I believe. It says reports from 2022 include a November 12th cargo flight from Chicago to Frankfurt that reported seeing lights that were moving eastward at the same speed as the aircraft while flying in the dark over northeastern Ontario. During daylight hours on May 28th, local police were notified after multiple reports were received by local traffic of an unidentified object, possibly a balloon or radio-controlled plane at 3,000 feet south of Kitchener-Waterloo, Ontario. Now, here you go. You have a, UFO, a mass UFO sighting, and what do the authorities do? They just toss in this nonsense of, well, it could be an RC plane or it could be a weather balloon. Like I said before... If there were that many RC planes, weather balloons, drones around, we would have had collisions by now. The Kitchener-Waterloo area was also the site of a September 22nd daytime report from a flying club pilot of a red and white unidentified object at 2,500 feet. Now here again, we have this very uh, brief uh, sketch of what was seen, but they don't tell us, they, they don't give us a description of the object, and I think it's just because these guys are afraid of losing their pilot's license. Transport Canada's aviation database where these reports are found is called CADORS, or CADORS, short for Civil Aviation Daily Occurrence Reporting System. And CADORS, most reports of unusual objects or lights are categorized as weather balloon, meteor, rocket, service slash UFO cases, which is also meant to capture helium balloons and fireworks. UFO, of course, stands for Unidentified Flying Object, a term that is now being replaced with the official cir circles by UAP, short for Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Service stands for Communication Instructions for Reporting Vital Intelligence, cir Vital Intelligence Sightings. So here again, they just want to throw everything into a bin, relabel it, mix-label it, label it incorrectly, and then tell you, no, nobody saw anything. It says, according to guidelines from NAV Canada, the private air traffic control company that provides most of these reports to the government, pilots over Canada should make service reports immediately upon a vital intelligence sighting of any airborne or ground objects or activities that appear to be hostile, suspicious, unidentified, or engaged in possible illegal smuggling. So you can see what they've done. They've put a private air traffic control company in control of the UFO reports. Wow. This is not how you get disclosure. You don't get disclosure by, by taking all of these great reports, mixing them in with a bunch of reports that might not be so great, and then handing them off to a private company to dole back out to us. That's not a good way to keep track of what's happening to uh, basically develop and control the databases that these UFO reports are supposed to be a part of. Now, it talks about laser interference, and this, to me, is going to be the next big uh, the, the next big distraction. You know, we all know that every time there's a UFO sighting, uh, some debunker has to claim that it was a drone or a weather balloon or maybe a remote-controlled airplane, and now we're hearing the laser interference. Look, if some... Uh, moron on the ground is pointing laser beams or laser pins whatever at airplanes then they need to do the investigation necessary to find that person and prosecute them because this is extremely dangerous and 
Secondly, I have to imagine that a lot of these sightings that they're claiming could be lasers look nothing like what having like like what it would be like when some idiot points a laser, you know, from the ground up into the air 10, 15, 20, 30,000 feet. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Two completely different, unrelated things. But it says, with laser, while laser strikes are unfortunately common and dangerous occurrence for pilots, between October and December, at least six reports of unidentified lights have been classified as laser interference cases in the government's aviation incident database. Uh, the first, a KLM Royal Dutch Airlines flight from Mexico City to Amsterdam reported a bright light above at their 12 o'clock while flying at night off the coast of North coast of Nova Scotia at October 3rd. Uh, please explain to me how a bright light above the airplane is the same thing as a moron on the ground pointing a laser pointer at the airplane. See, they're mislabeling these things. This is a common government tactic to mislabel sightings in order to hide the truth. Traveling to St. John's in the dark on November 16th, Air Canada flight from Toronto reported a strange light. A little over 100 kilometers, 60 miles, west of its destination. Then on November 24th, in the same region, a United Airlines flight from Washington, D.C. to Zurich, Switzerland reported white lights moving left and right up and down. It's not a laser beam pointed, okay? This is a classic UFO sighting. Over northwestern Quebec on December 8th, a Virginian Atlantic flight from Las Vegas to London reported seeing two lights at 1 o'clock, moving quickly to the left while traveling at 39,000 feet. After a few minutes, the same thing happened again. The following night, over northwestern Ontario, a private jet traveling from St. Paul from Sault Ste. Marie Ontario to Winnipeg reported seeing one to three bright lights orbiting above the horizon, lasting for about 10 seconds every 60 seconds. A nearby WestJet flight from Halifax to Calgary also observed the same lights. Air traffic controllers then notified Canadian Air Force officials with NORAD, the joint Canadian-U.S. defense group. Within hours of the story being published, Transport Canada released a, another laser interference report. Well, isn't that amazing? You have multiple UFO sightings, and without any proof, without any investigation, just within hours, they released a laser interference report. Well, if that's the case, if that was laser interference, then where was the investigation going on to find out the people that were doing it, because this is a public safety issue, and dealing with that public safety issue? goes on, it says, according to the Candace report, the lights were described as pinpoints and were observed at least 20 times over one hour and between 10 and 40 degrees above the horizon. That's above the horizon. They were estimated at about 50,000 feet and moved in different directions. And then it says here, there's a place for laser interference, but it specifically refers to it should only be used with reports of lasers aimed at aircraft. Cavalance, the retired Transport Canada and RCF pilot told CDV News. A light in the sky above an airline, for example, does not meet the criteria, nor does a light in the sky keeping up to an airliner. If they are calling those laser interferences, I think it's wrong. 
Wow, there's your pilot with 20 years experience. And some nameless uh, employee of a private company gets to label UFO encounters as laser interference, okay? Without consulting the pilots, without consulting uh, any kind of uh, investigator, scientist, whatever. It's just, you can see how they're funneling the information. They're funneling the reports from the pilots to this private company. They become the gatekeeper, and then they just check off 99% of the reports saying they're laser interference. And then the few reports that get out don't get any attention. It goes on and says, In the example side of the spokesman explaining, there is a reference to lights or bright lights, which better fits the event definition for laser interference. This is a, tough, this is a typical debunker-type response. It, it is what I say it is. Now, these kind of people, it would be great to ignore them, but unfortunately our governments and here in Canada, at least there in Canada, I should say, they've been empowered. Now, they also talk about some uh, civilian and uncertain reports. To me, this is just another way to kind of muddy the waters, uh, suggest or imply that what these pilots are seeing is some sort of uh, super high-tech uh, vehicle created by the Russians or the Chinese or maybe the Americans. And kind of cast out on things. And then it goes on here and talks a little bit about the UAPs, as they call them. It says in the U.S., both the Pentagon and, the U and NASA are currently studying what they refer to as UAP. We apply the highest analytics and scientific standards, Sean Kirkpatrick, the Pentagon Program's director, said during a December 16th media roundtable. We execute our mission objectively and without sensationalism, and we do not rush to conclusions. Wow, that's that, that looks like a statement that's been run through a few, uh, a few focus groups. Because we've seen we've seen a lot of the exact opposite. I mean, we we don't see disclosure. We don't see any talk about what's really happening. We just we just see a lot of stuff lumped into the drone category, and the rest of it's just kind of you know shoved off to the side. And then it goes on, talks a little bit. It says the Pentagon and NASA have separately stated that there is no evidence to indicate that UAP represents something otherworldly. From drones to lasers, balloons, satellites, floating paper lanterns, and advanced military technology. Of course, all of the reports in this article could have earthly explanations, but most remain unidentified. Now, that's absolutely not true. Uh, the, these objects that we've been talking about, these lights that are traveling along with the airplanes, uh, people seeing these orbs uh, hovering along uh, the horizon line, these these don't have explanations, okay? These are classic UFOs, but you can see even in this, what's a pretty decently written article, they want to obfuscate the truth. They don't want to deal with the core truth, and that is that we don't know what these things are. We know they exist. We know that people see them. We know that people report them. We know that people are still frequently uh, shunned and persecuted for reporting them, and that's undoubtedly why these uh, pilots seem to refuse to give us detailed uh, descriptions of what they see. But whatever these pilots are seeing is have, it's so impactful to them that in spite of the likelihood that they could be uh, persecuted or lose their pilot's license, they still go ahead and report it because they know it's the ethical thing to do. What they're not doing is giving us the detailed descriptive reports that we need to really say, yes, these truly, uh, what you've experienced truly is a UFO phenomenon. That goes on, it says, to Klavanach, that's the old pilot, the former government and military aviator reports of unidentified objects and lights from fellow pilots should be considered very credible. 
Of course it should. Who was following up to see if any of the observers collected photographic or video evidence? Who was correlating this information to see if there's a pattern or area of higher risk? I suspect the answer to both questions is absolutely no one, Cavalon said. I think the ministers of transport and defense should stand should stand up a joint office to follow up on these very real airspace incursions. But you know, we know that they're not going to do that. They seem, it seems pretty clear at this point that they're putting uh, the most incapable people in charge of investigating UFOs, at least the public face of it, whether it's Canada, whether it's the United States, whether it's, you know, Europe, China, Russia, whatever. The people that are publicly uh, assigned to investigate these things clearly are not capable of doing the job or are told not to do the job because there's no follow-up. If there is any investigation done, it's being done behind the scenes. But you know that it's real when, even in Canada here, even when they've done everything they can to set up every possible roadblock to keep these sightings from being reported, when we still end up with at least 11 hardcore sightings in Canada by pilots just in the year 2022. 11. 11 serious sightings that are so intense, so impactful, that they can't say like, out of hand, just dismiss them as being, uh, you know, a laser pen or a drone or an RC airplane or a weather balloon. At least 11 of these things were so in your face that even they had to say, we can't explain them. Okay, fine. Now, where's the follow-up? As this retired pilot said, what's going on with that? Where's the, where's the follow-up investigation at? To just be told, don't draw conclusions because it's preliminary. It happened a year ago. It was witnessed by a credible witness. You know, if somebody saw a terroristic threat and it was witnessed by a credible witness, I would expect follow-up uh, within the year, at least. But here we see these credible pilots, people that we trust, uh, the lives of hundreds of people with, are reporting these these very real UFO phenomena, these very real encounters, and then there's zero follow-up. I think that should tell you everything you need to know, and I think that should tell you where disclosure's headed at, whether it's in this country or next or, or in the U.S. If you want disclosure, go outside and look up yourself. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.